Bloody hell are you doing that for? I, I don't know what came over me, sorry. <laughs> yes, hello everyone, welcome to Sustainable <laughs> Stop Pretending to be Scottish. Okay. Oh, we are your friendly <laughs> weekly environment podcast, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Oh God, here we go. Um, all about people and the Been planet. a long week. And why, despite everyone sitting on the toilet for a bit, we mm. can have a chuckle about it every now and then, yes? Oh, how we laughed. How we laughed. And what have you been sitting on the toilet about this week, Ol? Well, Dave, we are going to be talking about air pollution because it got bad because of fireworks. Or did it? Or did it? It's been fireworks week here in the UK. It's been Diwali. It's been basically everyone everywhere has been going, let's fill the skies with a load of smog. And that's not gone particularly well, particularly for places like Delhi. Okay, Delhi. Delhi, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We are also going to talk about, for the final time, that they're frackinged. And the reason it's the final time, Dave, is because it is done. It is down the pan. Or is it? Well, we'll come on to that. Okay. But fracking is, yep, down, they have banned it. The... It's done. The Tories have said no more. It's gone. Down, down the, the pan. pan. Right. Down the pan. Delhi, down the pan. And we are going to touch very briefly on... You're not on... doing a poo theme, are you? We're going to touch very briefly... <laughs> ...about 11,000 scientists saying, we are in the shit. We are up shit creek. Yes, it is a poo. Without a paddle. It is a poo theme, isn't it? It's Do you know how many times you've done poo? I know, I know, but this week I actually had the shits, so <laughs> <laughs> it's topical, all right? I thought you were looking a bit paler than you did last time I saw you. So just the usual disclaimer, all before any of that. Uh, we do work for environmental charities, don't we? Yeah. But these are very much our own views, so if anything that we say makes you flush with anger, don't take it up with anyone for whom we work, but take it up with me and all, yes? Yes, no, um, make sure you, you, you run... You, you run along. Promise no more poo. No more poo. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I hope I'm done. Thing Dave can't decide if it is good or not. Now. Now. What do we like more than having a massive party and like everyone coming out on the street and the sky being ablaze with pretty colours and the bangs and the wheeze and the and and like children going ooh, ah and everyone being happy and a sense of community and whiz bangs and magic and something out of like a Harry Potter book like what do we like more than that Dave? Babble We, (laughs) We like babble and we like the opportunity to go Oh, yeah, I don't like fireworks, me. Oh, it's bad for all the animals. We like... Oh, it makes the air all stinky. Oh, no, 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 mate. You don't want to be having a good time. Oh, no, those PM levels, they're going through the roof, mate. That's right. That's what we like. We like telling you things you like doing are bad. When the whole world is going to shit (laughs) in a handcart, if that's not even a phrase, but you know what I mean, what we like is the opportunity to go... Is that what you've been doing this week? Yes, we like the opportunity to go... See that little bit of fun you're having over there? That moment of escapism, that briefest interlude where you forget that everything in your life is rubbish? That's 
bad too. Gone with this sort of thing. Careful now. So the thing that I can't decide if it is good or not, all <laughs> since you so neatly teed it up, is fireworks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about here. Now, fireworks, the reason we're talking about it, you know, bang on time, only a week after fireworks. Um, Six days, mate. Six days. It's because um, of this bit of news. Authorities in India have declared a health emergency due to hazardous levels of air pollution in New Delhi. Schools have been shut down until Tuesday. Construction work stopped temporarily and restrictions are planned on the use of cars. The Prime Minister says he's directly... Now, did you hear about that? Oh, that's pretty horrible, isn't it? I did hear about it. It was one of these stories which, to be honest, comes around every November. Uh, we'll come on to why, but it's, it's always bad. Like Delhi and Indian cities in general are famous for having absolutely atrocious air quality. You, I've been, I've been, been, I've been yeah. to Delhi. I can vouch for it. Absolutely rotten like in a way that i've never known it over you know like in stinky london when it gets particularly stinky which also generally happens a similar sort of time of year around about kind of like early march something like that uh yeah you often get some bad ones in yeah late winter you get bad ones yeah and that's always pretty bad but nothing like this like when you can just in your throat is like scratchy acrid stuff yeah it's not nice it's not nice It, it makes you feel unhealthy just breathing it not nice. Well, it is unhealthy just breathing it, and it's yeah, it's it's shocking. And and I know like it is really bad in the UK, but I mean compared to some some cities, particularly in in Asian countries, it yeah, is. Well, twenty two yeah, of the world's in... thirty most polluted air polluted cities are in India. Right. Well, there you go. <coughs> And now it's a combination of things, isn't it? It's not just traffic. Uh, apparently, quite a lot of our stinkiest vehicles that get banned here get shipped off to other countries. Amazing. <laughs> like, here you go, have these. Yeah, great work. That'll be lovely for your children's lungs. Global leadership, mate. Global leadership. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you have, you have vehicles. You also have quite a lot of fire, like localised fires, so people burning rubbish on the roadside or crops. And then crop that's stubble. the big, What's crop stubble? That's the big thing that happens in this at this time of year. So farmers outside of Delhi are always burning loads of crops. Not entirely sure why. I haven't bothered looking into it. Can't find out. Uh, but they burn a load of which of those ones is it? Uh, all of the above. <laughs> uh, they burn the you know it's the cycle of crop burning, right? That's that's what happens. Let's just assume we know what we're talking yeah, about. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, and they burn the crops, and the smoke from those fires drifts over and combines with all these other sources of pollution vehicles, industrial pollution, waste, all the rest of it, and you get an horrible toxic soup. And and then you get Diwali, which is traditionally when a shit ton of dynamite goes up in the air. No, gunpowder goes up in the air, fireworks and uh, let off, and it's all stinky, and that combines, and you have this horrible, horrible, horrible stinky air. Okay, now, everybody, stand back while I celebrate freedom. <laughs> Proper symbol of the apocalypse, this, though. Did you see that it was so bad, so horrible, that the air was so viscous mm. oh, that aeroplanes couldn't land because they couldn't see... Didn't see that, no. The f- ground. Oh, my God. And if that's not a symbol oh my God. of exactly what's going wrong, I don't know 
what is. Yeah, they smack, they broke, as in went higher than Delhi's air quality monitoring system could possibly go. It went off the end, like <laughs> shot off the end of it. Pollution levels... I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not it's funny. Not, it's not funny it's at not all. It's funny. But... Seven times higher than Beijing, which is, you know, famously bad. Go back and listen to episode 27 for more on Beijing. Yeah. Uh, 20 times global recommended health limits. So, but point being, horrible. Bad. But most people wanted to talk about fireworks. Yeah. Blaming fireworks. Yeah. Awful lot of blaming fireworks going on. Which... Isn't fair. <laughs> isn't really fair. Uh, you know, there are... <laughs> yes, fireworks have made them, but made it worse, right? That's that's definitely true. But they're not... If, if you didn't have all the other stuff and you just had the fireworks, it wouldn't be that bad. And you do get... Every year you get, like, Indian politicians sitting around going, oh, it's a terrible emergency. Oh, what are we going to do about it? And, and as far as I can tell, not very much. But it's what it's like. Is like you going out, for example, and drinking, for example, six or seven pints, for example. Mm, back in the day, blimey. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we're doing it now. And then waking up in the morning with your, uh, with baby Ol kicking you in the head and blaming baby Ol for your headache. <laughs> That's what's happening there. Uh, uh, that exact scenario has actually played out. <laughs> I know it has, yeah. <laughs> There was some, I mean, like, we're going to canter through this a bit, but there was some world-class babble. My word. Talking about people missing the point. So people banging on about fireworks is probably missing the point. Tell you who else missed the point. Oh, is Dr. Harsh Vardhan. Who's that? Who's that? He is the Minister for Health in the Indian government, is what he is. Um, mm, and he's his... a Minister for Carrots, I think, <laughs> more appropriately, yes. judging by his social media output. He said, uh, in response to the reports of air pollution in Delhi, he said this. Eating carrots helps the body get vitamin A, potassium and antioxidants which protect against night blindness common in India. Carrots also help against other pollution-related harm to health. That was his advice. I mean, it's, it is genuinely baffling because, you know, often politicians are waiting for a crisis in order to have the public legitimacy to, like, do stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Presumably these people, presumably the Minister for Health knows how bad for health all this air pollution is and maybe he's tried to do some stuff to reduce traffic or burning of waste or stuff and people have been like, no, I like traffic, I like burning waste. And then, you know, golden opportunity. The, the whole city is crippled by this horrible, horrible fog in the air. And what? Fog. Fog. In the air. And this is the point at which, you know, you could persuade people to go, yeah, all right, I'll let you ban that car or ban that burning. And he goes, but we do need more carrots. Tell you what, mate, this is a golden opportunity. Where's bugs? Where, let's get bugs out here. Bugs, come on. Meep. What's up, Doc? Oh, do I tell you, should I tell you about my tragic firework story? Does it end happily? Nope. Don't want to hear it then. Uh, it doesn't end, like, really badly. Uh, wh- there was a big firework, uh, still is, a big firework display annually near where I grew up. And Annually? Annually. All right, just checking what you said. Annually. <laughs> with a U. Uh, near where I grew up, and very exciting, particularly as when we were primary school age. 
And one year, the local... You realise what music I'm playing. Yeah, I know exactly what music you're playing underneath this, yeah. (laughs) One year, the local commercial radio station, Q103, I believe it was called. They allow commercial radio near where you grew up? Well, obviously I was... Well, it's presumably broadcast from some sort of hot air balloon (laughs) flying above. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to listen to it, obviously. Obviously not. Uh, Didn't have any symphony orchestras on it, that was why. And they hosted a competition to be the person who got to press the big red button that set off the firework display. And uh, a kid in my village won that. Uh, not, not actually, my, I don't own a village. <laughs> no, because I know where this is going. A kid in the village... You get very good at seeing these attacks off. <laughs> I warrant I'm better than you at this. <laughs> where I grew up. <laughs> Uh, won that competition very excitingly and um, you know the bonfire was lit toffee apples were being eaten it was all lovely you know hedgehogs had been burnt to death peasants being stripped and put on top yeah yeah yeah, we're all playing Joan of Arc with the local (laughs) underclass it was just yeah it was lovely very heartwarming sight and um, (laughs) I can't believe I say these things (laughs) Into a microphone and then let you put them on the internet. Uh, and then, uh, it, oh, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, up he stepped onto the podium, big fanfare, you know, some washed up old radio DJ was going, right, here we go. Everyone count down. Five, four, three, two, one. Presses the button. Firework goes up, turns to a right angle, shoots into the crowd, <laughs> absolutely nails a child, oh. and gives them, turns out, not, you know, in any way like threatening burns or anything like that, but Bad. people were quite worried about it. Poor guy, this little 12-year-old or 10-year-old, how old we were, so excited and then feels hopelessly responsible for having maimed a whole section of the crowd at the fireworks display. Good Lord, and the last thing people that you grew up with need is an overwhelming sense of guilt. Morning, peasant. <laughs> You were going to ask me whether I think fireworks are good or not. Oh, yeah. Are fireworks good or not? Don't know. Well, uh, here's the thing about... (laughs) Here's the section. I I can't decide if they are good or not. Oh, and here's the reason why, right? I'm all up for frippery that amuses people, right? No, you're not. Well, no, I'm not. You're right. No, you're right. I think that if if fireworks hadn't ever existed... And someone come along now and that's they what, said... That's one hell of a counterfactual. <laughs> I know. Because they've been around a while, right? Well, since it's 600 AD, the first firework was invented, something like that. As far as we know, long, back, in, longer than that. back in, back well, in it, China. Yeah, in the current form, in the sort of gunpowdery form, but they've been around for about oh, yeah. 5,000 years. No, that's right. Yeah, before, before Jesus, there were fireworks of some description. Um, but imagine that never happened, just for the purposes of, you know, filling this podcast out a bit. And someone come along and they said, lads... <laughs> I've invented a thing. It's amazing. And everyone would go, oh, wicked, what is it? What is it? Great. Uh, was it solve world hunger? Is it a new way to get on the internet faster? Uh, what is it? Does it get my Fortnite to run faster? What is it? Like that you still, you know, don't know what Fortnite is. And, and, and you'd go, no, no, it's not that. What I'm going to do is put loads of toxic chemicals right. and flame Here we go. into a box and I'm going to... Send it up into the air, and I'm going to make sure that your cat is really paying attention. Really, what? really paying attention. What? And then what's going to happen is this is going to go up into the air, and it'll explode. There'll be an explosion in the sky, which will rain down toxic chemicals and bits of distressed cat and bits of metal <laughs> down the end of your saxophone. And, and I'd say, 
That's a ridiculous bloody idea. No one would allow it. They'd go, that's dangerous. You'll, you know, like your poor wee urchin who set a firework off into the crowd. Or, you know, they'd say you'd, you'd scare the shit out of my pets. And you'll put all that toxic stuff in the water and in the soil and you'll make loads of noise. Hang on, hang on and it's minute. the year, And it's the year 2019. Who the hell... We're not living in the age of Pontius Pilate anymore. We don't get excited by... Demons up in the sky. I do. Well, you're a cretin. No, I'm not. They look great. Hang on a minute. Before we get onto my being a cretin or not, which might be a long chat, uh, what on earth do you mean all these toxic chemicals raining down from the air into the soil and into the water? Metal raining down from the air into the soil and into the water. Like, what? Well, I'm pleased you asked me, Al. Do you know what perchlorate contamination is? Mm. Perchlorate. 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 Do you know what perchlorate contamination is? No. No, neither do I. But uh, it's a bad thing. And when there's in the July 4th public... <laughs> this is science, is this it? This is good science. Uh, Big Dave's not around this week. In, in the July 4th public fireworks displays, after that happens, perchlorate contamination in waters goes up to like a thousand times higher than normal. So chemicals yes, in the water, I'm sure which affects the I'm... development, shut up and listen, of the central nervous system of... Children, the, the three, the pollution three. levels. All a study in 2018 showed that pollution levels are four times higher on bonfire night than bonfire day. So, like in the evenings, pollution levels are four times higher. Of they what? Cause pollution of what? Stuff, air, and they cause. Yeah, but with what? Stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's stuff. Hang on a minute. No, I don't know. Stuff. And it causes asthma, more asthma. You get more asthma attacks uh, on fireworks night and it emits 60,000 metric tonnes of CO2 every year from uh, fireworks in the United States, which is, to put that in perspective, it says here, 12,000 cars a year. I don't really know how I'd counter that with a but-I-like-fireworks argument, but I really like fireworks. Well, because that, I mean, that argument, essentially, so the government was asked uh, 10 years ago, so I don't know exactly how this came around, but 10 years ago there was some sort of campaign that, that reached some sort of head. Was this the thing you, you put in uh, notes from Leo Hickman, the, the Guardian, the, at the time the Guardian journalist? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, was a, there was a campaign to get fireworks banned. I've no idea whether it was ever an actual thing. And in 2007, the government responded to whether or not fireworks should be banned by saying, Saying this. When used sensibly, fireworks are a very popular form of entertainment for the majority of the population. A ban would be regarded not only as disproportionate, but also draconian. Um, which basically is what you're saying, which is doesn't matter how many people, uh, how many dogs get scared, or how many asthma attacks happens, or how much CO2 goes in the atmosphere, or how much perchlorate contamination goes in the water, how many bits of metal go in the sea and get eaten by a fish that doesn't matter because they're a popular form of entertainment and that's what we need all right should we ban football no it's a ridiculous idea i like football yeah popular form of entertainment that occasionally results in massive racism and violence and huge amounts of pollution what with people drive you get where i'm going here does it scare, right? does it scare cats I bet it does. I bet when, if you're a cat near a big stadium and then the, uh, all the thousands of people in there go, yeah, I bet that scares a cat. Or I bet when there's a whole load of organised football hooligans fighting in the street and there's a cat, that scares a cat. But that's, these are byproducts. They're not things that, that like the very existence well, so of is, them. So is a scat being, a cat, scat? Scat. <laughs> a cat being scared by a firework. That's a byproduct. Apart from, you know... It's those... not. The whole point of the firework is it goes bang. bang. Yeah, the whole point of it is not to scare cats. 
Well, it may as well be. What you may as well do with a firework, you may as well, instead of put, you may as well just set your dog's tail on fire. No, you may as well not. That's set your dog's tail on fire, oh. and when it runs around the garden for 15 seconds screaming, making the same noise as a firework, you've saved yourself firework. All right. Now, if we're going to get along, we're going to have to come to a certain understanding. My only remotely sensible view on this, having experienced fireworks night trying to put two young children to sleep uh, when fireworks night was happening, is that private fireworks, fireworks in people's gardens in a big city is a bloody stupid idea for so many reasons. Like, oh, because it makes your life difficult. So you like fireworks no, when they no, don't make not, your life no, difficult. No, because of that. Like, uh, like, it did make my life difficult, but that's okay. Plenty of things about living in the city make my life difficult. But the idea of, like, just going to a shop and buying the biggest rocket you can afford and then setting it off in a crowded, densely populated city and you have no idea where it's going to go and where it's going to come down and who it's going to scare, you know, elderly people and that. And also, more to the point, those displays are always shit because the thing about fireworks is it needs to be like 15 minutes long of like absolutely loads of fireworks going off all the time. So you might as well just have... I definitely would be up for basically banning fireworks... In cities... I'm sorry, I'm afraid I stopped that edit. Just there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you shouldn't be allowed to do a big firework display in a a private garden in a city. Uh, That's ridiculous. And instead, everyone should go and have a nice community, communal experience, and get the council to pay for it. Things that make you go... Jesus, shit! Oh, God! So am I. Right, so this is a section where we momentarily look uh, straight down the barrel of the horror that is actually unfolding around us. Not a cheery, uh, not a cheery section traditionally. And this week, the uh, the horror is provided by some scientists, uh, not just some scientists, but eleven thousand scientists who have said, well, they signed a statement that says. Uh, well, that we declare clearly and unequivocally that planet Earth is facing a climate emergency uh, and that the world's people face untold suffering due to the climate crisis, uh, unless there are major transformations uh, to global society. Uh, so, yeah, it's not great, is it? No. And, that, you know, what's to say? Mm. Just felt we should say something about that, really. That's a thing. That's happened. They called it profoundly troubling. I don't want to be glib about it, but in a sense, I didn't... uh, My reaction was kind of, I know. Yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, it's always horrific to see it in those sorts of words, but it doesn't... I've said this before. It doesn't change anything for me. Like, right, right now, my view is that we need to do absolutely everything we possibly can to get out of this pickle i I don't think that any more than i did before i read that news and i don't think it any less but it's not for you is it i guess it's not for me you've you've drunk the kool-aid on this stuff 20 years ago yeah Uh, it's not for you it's for people who need to have scientists saying stuff over and over and over and over and over again so that they might vaguely think about possibly listening yeah unfortunately it takes letters signed by eleven thousand scientists to make some people go, oh, right, 
maybe those 11,000 scientists saying climate change is a problem is more important than this one I found yeah. saying that possibly climate change is cooked yes. up by the Red Menace. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, and so I have, don't get me wrong, I have absolutely no problem with persistent and continued interventions like this. I, I want headlines to be generated by this sort of stuff all the time so that it is just unavoidable that this is what is the biggest issue ever and, and what everything should be focused at. Don't get me wrong, I want more of this. I just, it's not... For me, it's not changed anything. Reasons to be cheerful. Right. Right. This. Ah, this. 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 This bit. Sorry, I wasn't quite sure what we're doing. We're doing yeah, this. No, we're doing this. This. This is a thing. Five years Stop. we've been banging things. Banging on about this. this. is, you know, when you're turning into your grandpa when you start... Stop doing, banging doing things. That. Thumping the table to make a point. Stop banging things. I'm very happy. Sorry for the banging listeners. I'm very happy. I know happy. if you're listening to this in super subwoofer headphones, I was just basically smacked <laughs> on your head seven times. I'm sorry about that. Well, in many ways, it's like having a fracking drill descend upon your village. Exactly. exactly. Very nice, Dave. Thank you very much. Just which, to bring us to the point. Which is a thing that now will not happen in Blighty. Thing this oh so I don't know about you I, I uh, it was snuck out the Daily Mail I think first carried the story about a week and a half ago um, when they just put out a thing saying uh, rumours are that tomorrow the Conservatives are going to announce a moratorium a ban on fracking um, and I, I don't know about you but I saw that and a bit you know we were just talking about how things leave you a bit kind of cold I was a bit like oh okay that's a thing and then I walked away I think I went for a wee <laughs> And I walked away, and I was having a wee, and I thought, they're doing what? Tories yeah. are going to ban fracking. So the, it, it is astonishing, And then it? that next day, all the papers are covering it, and the Tories have banned fracking. Yeah. Like, not, like, that's not a joke. It's actually happened. And the reason for that is because we have advice from the Oil and Gas Authority, who are one of the world's best regulators for onshore and offshore oil and gas, that tells us that we can no longer be certain of um, the safety of shale gas exploration and we don't want to... And this to, is the thing we, we said wouldn't happen. Just a few episodes ago we were saying it will quietly be the case after a while, that fracking hasn't happened and isn't a thing, and we'll all go, oh, we won, and we didn't really notice. That turned out to be bollocks. In a babble first, one of our predictions turned out to be bollocks. Uh, which Never is, otherwise happened. No, never happened before. No. Ed Miliband, Prime Minister yet? He's still... Look, I... Now, Bow, yeah, fair here's enough. a <laughs> prediction. 18 All the threes, 33... It is astonishing that the Conservative government, led by Boris Johnson, who described fracking as a, what was it, great news for humanity? Glorious. Glorious news And for it, that he would leave the UK with no stone unturned or unfracked. There Just you go. That's a hell of a thing to say. Hell of a thing to say. Uh, and then, more importantly, you had George Osborne when he was Chancellor and the entire like, architecture of government saying, we want shale, we will go all out for shale, was oh, a thing. The tax breaks, it up. all of oh, these companies financed to the hilt by the bigger oil companies. And you just had, on the other side, small 
dedicated communities of people who were saying no. And the babble. And the babble. And it like it's an astonishing development that it's not happened. And I'm so glad that there was like a moment where it was actually announced that it's not going to happen. And you I mean, really, as opposed to just fizzling as out. As opposed to just yeah. fizzling out. And I really, really hope that everyone involved, like properly involved, you know, not people like me and you just write blogs and stuff, but the, the people who've been there for like a thousand consecutive days, I hope they're having the, the mother of all parties because they deserve it. And it's so big and it's so important to be able to go, we can actually sometimes win this stuff. Am I black or white? <laughs> And what's happened is the Tories have basically gone, oh, no one wants this and there's an election coming up. Bollocks. Um, (laughs) Including no one wanting it. Because we have talked about this back in episode 137, I think we talked about this. Um, I can't remember what I've talked on here and what I've banged on somewhere else. But basically, like, there are a lot of conservative MPs in areas what are are in line for fracking who have basically gone, well, I don't support that because it's a terrible, terrible idea for where I live and have made a pain in the ass to the government about it, right? And it's phenomenally unpopular nationally anyway as a thing, like 20% of the public support it or something like that. Every time time they do an opinion poll, that goes down. And crucially, what has changed is that for the first time since they've been recording this, the people who don't have an opinion are now fewer than the people who act- actively oppose it. So it's always been the case that for, for a long time it's been a case that more people oppose it than support it. But there's always been a much bigger group of people who are like, what's fracking? And now people are like, oh, yeah, I heard about that, that shit. I don't like it, yeah. yeah. Um, and most significantly is they've not been able to do it. We have talked about this in, in, in Babbles Anon without earthquaking the shit out of people, <laughs> um, which has gone down as someone earthquaking the shit out of you does. Yes. Which is not well. Not terribly well. And the government, fair play to them, because the government position has been for a while, well, you, you can't do this without earthquake and you ain't doing it. And they basically conceded, upon getting advice from some scientists somewhere, they basically conceded, you can't. Yeah. Now, is it a ban? And does it matter? Uh, That's the I question. don't care. Uh, lots of people do care, so I don't want to be too much of a dick about this, but it's a moratorium, which is actually what we had before. So in 2011, when they tried to frack Blackpool and they had an earthquake, you then... Into the rock. Very good. Uh, they had a moratorium then, which is a temporary ban, basically, uh, which lasted for, what, six years, something like that? So, in theory, this ban could be lifted, and I think Quadrilla are talking some sort of game about how they're going to prove that the science is wrong. But in reality, it's dead. It's gone. Because kind of all bans can be lifted, right? Yeah, like, exactly. So a moratorium is the thing that says you're not doing this until X, and X looks pretty unlikely. And, and your point is, like, in practice, X isn't going to happen, so, oh, it's, so it's dead. Yeah. And it's a shame. We shouldn't have had to, right? And the other thing you've heard quite a lot of people say is, look, okay, it's really, really good news, but what a waste of time that was. Like, imagine if we'd spent all of that time campaigning for stuff, spending £32 million on great public awareness campaigns about how great renewables are, right? But I don't think that's how it works, unfortunately, because what we're trying to do is there's a way of running an economy which is like, we like dirty energy, and you're trying to get it to a way of running the economy which is we like clean energy, and that's not all about going, and look how great clean energy is. Sometimes you've got to go to people who want to do dirty energy and kick them metaphorically in the knackers. And you've got to keep kicking them in the knackers until the knackers fall off, which is what's happened here. Knackers off, right? And you have to do that, unfortunately 
because you have to stop the bad stuff and get the good stuff. And yeah. you don't get as much good stuff if you've still got the bad stuff. And that's why stopping the bad stuff, kicking in the knackers, was so important. Oh. I shouldn't get to it by a boat or a train. Give me a round of applause. Yeah, like, yeah. wow. It is extraordinary. And just these people, that are, it's so hard. It's so hard keeping going. You know, particularly when the cameras disappear and the papers disappear and suddenly the police are able to be a bit, a bit, a little bit nastier and a bit rougher because no-one's around watching. The whole point that, you know, politicians didn't want this stuff to get off in Bolcom, they wanted it to go to the desolate north, is because journalists don't like going up to the desolate north, do they? They like hanging around King's Cross and Guardian Towers. And uh, so it's not been fun for lots of people who have, who have been involved in this. So, yeah, thank you. We love you. You're amazing. And you've, you've, you've won. That you dare to dream really do come true. Right, so that is just about it for another episode of Babble. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for babbling so eloquently. Thank you to Arabella, my 10-year-old niece, for reading out this week's eco-guff with splendour and alacrity. What does alacrity mean? Uh, was he the boy who set off the firework and <laughs> went off? <laughs> and that was his mum. Uh, uh, thank you very much, all for babbling. Thank you to the wonderful Dickie Moore for the music that starts, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. I wanted to say a belated shout-out, Hol. I didn't get a chance to do this last time, but in last week's Sustainable Babble, the wonderful episode, What We Liked, uh, about the beavers, uh, there was a couple of bits of music in that from Abby, who we was also in it, talking, but two bits of singing in that was Abby. So if you were listening to that going, oh, this is really nice singing. It was really nice. I was listening to it going, this is really nice, wondering what it was before I actually knew it was Abby. Yeah, It was Abby's. And if you check a link in, go to the, the episode notes for that episode, you'll find a link to listen to her stuff thank you to the wonderful Arthur Stovall for the logo what adorns the babble and adorns the merchandise what you can buy at our website at wubblywubblywubbly.sustainababble.fish alacrity means promptness in response and cheerful readiness oh crikey Moses. Well, I think that's about right isn't it cheerful readiness definitely yeah I wouldn't describe you as being prompt in your response no nope. ever no nope. um, right uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can drop us an email at hello at sustainababble.fish you can tweet us at the babble wagon or you can find us on Facebook just search sustainababble if you want to give us some money so that we can go and do exciting things with the babble, go and like find more exciting animals, that sort of thing. We really want to do more of those episodes. Uh, then do please chuck us a few pennies at our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash sustainable. Right, all oh, that's just about it. Thank you for fusing together an episode Very of such nice. quality. Uh, I'm off to sparkle oh. uh, in the... That's not right. Oh, anyway, bye. I'm going to see uh, my, my auntie Kate and to tell her that you and I are going to be um, doing another podcast. Now, I'm going to say, Catherine will be doing a podcast. Is this thing on? Are you still recording? Bye. Bye!